Welcome to the best damn hockey podcast, damn ever damn, I'm Hunter Collins. And I'm Nick Beaton. This week we take a look at the secretive Austin Matthews injury. And Mark andre Fleury, well, we're not going back, Mark andre Fleury plays the Penguins for the first time since being moved to Vegas. And we examine what teams will do with the new cap space next season. Nick, tell them how it is. Well, it's time to give me that goddamn Lindy. What happened in the game is a joke. It's a joke. We got a one-minute power play out of that. That's a joke. It's a joke. Your goalie comes back from a concussion. Joke. That's a joke. I want him suspended. I want him fined. Breaking news. Father Time is on Shark Centerman Joe Thornton's side. Not on Joe Thornton's side. Father Beard that doesn't reek like shit. Dion Finnett asked for a list of 10 things he knows everyone hates about him. During a post-game media scrum, injured Blues forward Jaden Schwartz exclaims, Stop wishing me a happy Hanukkah. For the last time, I'm not Jewish. And Patrick Marlowe, just happy to be playing for a team with a bunch of young backs that can help him move. <laughs> hey, Nick. Hey, Hunter. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you and where are you? I am still in the wonderful town of Saskatoon in the best province. It's the best one because it's got the most straight lines to its borders. Exactly. Exactly. It's very flat, which is uh, it's not it's not understated at all. No, huh? Very flat place, but it's uh, it's not without its charm. Yeah. What, what kind? What kind of charm is that? What's charming about Please that? Don't ask, don't ask any follow up questions, man. I'm just trying to be nice. I, I don't. I, it's <laughs> awful here. I every day I stare. At a gun I bought off the street of Saskatoon, and I'm just like, "Yep, today's the day. Today is the day." <laughs> I just, I just picture like winter fun in in Saskatchewan, and then it's just a kid sitting on a crazy carpet in a puddle, not move, not going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> well, there's no puddle. There is only frozen water. It is so cold <laughs> here, and the people here have been like, "Oh no, you're lucky. It's warm." And I look, it's like it's minus two. What the where's the warmth coming here? <laughs> You just turn. It'll drop to like minus forty. It's really nice uh, this year. You just turn and see a, a moose puking icicles. <laughs> we only lost half our population to the cold snap. That'll be easy to rebuild in the summer. Well, you think that you think that's bad? I'm here in Isotonic Drink Studios, aka the yeah. holding cell, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm wearing nothing but long johns, but over my eyes and head, like sort of like a as a mask. Naked. It's just a sack. Yeah, just a sack sitting on a metal chair, and the guys keep sort of, sort of uh, shooting me with frozen ice water, saying it's Christmas time and to get in the holiday spirit. I think they're fucking with me. I think so. I think so. Okay. They, uh, they like to they like to keep you wanting, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you always have to be in a state of wanting, and if they push too hard, they know it because they they crushed you and broke your soul a little. So then they have to they give you a little something, you know. Yeah, but they they make all their torture seem like it's a gift, you know? Like they keep laughing and saying Merry Christmas and throwing icicles at my lower back. Yeah. <laughs> and they laugh. It's not fucking funny. It's not fucking funny. Hey, don't look back. I I regret it instantly. They they just held yeah. up a picture of my daughter and pointed at it. 
didn't even know you had a daughter. That's the thing is they made you procreate, right? So they have that against you. Yeah, they forced me. something to love and want to take it away. It was, I didn't procreate out of love either. They just brought me to, to their queen and uh, sort of just uh, electrocuted me in the anus and f- forced ejaculated me. <laughs> Oh, I, also, the Islanders are scoring lots of goals. <laughs> That's great. Just talking about fucking jizzing in a fucking Russian queen's ass to procreate a child for so they can use it as a weird creative form of torture against you. Like, this week on the best of damn hockey podcast damn ever damn. Uh, it really is the best hockey podcast. You you think fucking Bob McKenzie and Darren Dredger are talking about f- forced bovine style ejaculation? <laughs> no, and that's why they'll never have what it takes. Yeah, that's what sets us apart. Yes. Well, there are some top stories in the league right now. <clears throat> yes, there are. Um, I think uh, maybe maybe we'll start with the Austin Matthews injury. That seems like a good place to go. They're not saying anything about it. Except for yeah, that, he, he fought, did they say he followed concussion protocol? Yes. Well, it, I, he evades, he evades, uh, Babcock in, a, in an interview evaded whether or not they were taking it as a, per, a concussion protocol, basically. Like, he's not playing, and he's just saying, oh, he's not playing, he's an upper body injury. I'm not saying what it is or why. Jesus Christ. When I get a headache, I'm never like, ow, my upper body. I'm like, my head yeah, is fucking killing me. It's not an upper body injury. It's, well, that's the thing, right? They use all that sort of, like, almost as, like, euphemistic language as, like, a way to be, like, lower body, upper body, so nobody knows what the fuck it is. It's just in a general region. Because, you know, there's those guys out there who will go after it. They find, oh, it's a shoulder? Cool. When it comes back, let's work on that goddamn shoulder, you know? Right. But what, what do they say if you get, like, a ruptured belly button? Is that upper body or lower body injury? Like, that's a middle I body. Think that's upper. I think upper's all torso, lower's all below. What if it's your duodenum that connects your lower body to your upper body? What do you say about that, Dr. Nick? Huh? You got any fucking smart answers now? <laughs> I wasn't going to be put on the spot. Also, if you, if you fucking rupture your duodenum, they just go, yeah, hey, he's got a fucked up duodenum. They just say the actual duodenum. That's the one thing. Where they're, we'll just keep the duodenum. Oh man, that's yeah, that's the Gaza Strip of the human body, the duodenum, <laughs> the, the Mason Dixie line. Yeah, the equator would have worked as well, something like that. We didn't have to get so political. Equator. What well, you think? I'm a mathematician. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Equator. <laughs> you know, Mason Dixon line, Gaza Strip, <laughs> but never the equator. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're sharp today, Beaton. Oh, I'm all right. I'm okay. <clears throat> what do you? I had a lot of time to think here, old Saskatoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll bet. Uh, well, I don't know. If I were, if I were like in the media and I wanted some fucking answers out of Babcock, I would ask yeah. some. I would ask some needling questions. I'd be like, so not saying how injured he is, huh? Is he uh, have trouble staring directly into lights? And then I'd wait to hear what he says. You know, is he? Uh, Listening to loud, aggressive xylophone music for hours on end? And if the answer is no, I'd be like, concussion, big, bold yeah, letters, front page news. Imagine the fucking guy fell for that shit. <laughs> 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 that 
shit, that means it's a concussion. I gave it away. <laughs> and so, cause I don't know why they keep that information to themselves. Who cares if you have a concussion? Is it just so people don't don't target his head in future games? Like, that's yeah, wretched. I think so. You know, it's, it is medical stuff too, right? Like, you know, most people have just the luxury of not everybody knowing what's injured <laughs> to them at yeah. the time, you know? So it's, I think there's just a little bit of privacy. Like, you don't, you know, you don't need to, although evading the question doesn't help either because then it just allows the fucking speculation media to, to go nuts. But, you know, they don't need a bunch of articles like, oh no, is this the end of Matthews? Like, right. as a concussion, you know, second year. Like, you just, you don't need to be reading that shit about yourself when you're trying to recover from a brain trauma. Right, right, right. Sometimes it's like so, so obvious, like, you know, you just see the guy leaving the arena with a knee brace on crutches, you know. You're like, well, he uh, can't walk a lower body injury to uh, some area on the lower body. Like, he had a brace on his knee. I think I, I think it's a knee injury. Yeah, and also, like, I bet. for surgery sometimes for, like, the specific thing, right? So then, then you can't really hide it at that point. You know, he's having an upper body surgery. <laughs> I bet oh, you. really? I bet you Matthews is sitting at home with a bunch of bandages wrapped around his head and under his chin. <laughs> he, like, he still has like little birds tweeting around his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he just got lumped on the head by Elmer Fudd or saw a dentist in the 1500s. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, <clears throat> there's a lot of injuries this week. Yeah, man, everyone's... Yeah, a couple of big ones. Yeah, man, Jaden Schwartz out six weeks. What's the Dustin Bufflin's injured? What the hell is he injured with? I got to check that out. But Sven Berchi's got a uh, busted jaw. Jaw's not too bad. Jaw's an injury where it's like, okay, uh, maybe a week or so just to let the fucking sort of pain go down a bit, and then you put on one of those weird head pieces and boom, you're out there. Yeah, those things are cool. They remind me of like Phil Collins's head mic. <laughs> You know, I always liked uh, when they added those to the uh, NHL games. I remember the first year they added that. Mm-hmm. Your guy comes back and has one of those. I thought it was so cool. Just like the, those little details they add to NHL that make you buy the new game. Like, did you hear they have playoff beards? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? Playoff <laughs> beards was huge. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Because who <laughs> Now your players look accurately fucked up. It's funny. Meanwhile, yeah. you know, it's impo- If you know, if you play the alumni version of NHL, they don't, you know, give Thier and Fleury a shank. They don't what? Sorry. They don't give Thier and Fleury a little shank that he carries around on the ice when the when he's in the corners. Gives guys little jabs in the kidneys. <laughs> he just pokes you with some weird random metal object like <laughs> that hepatitis C now. What'd you shank me with? That that wasn't a piece of hockey equipment. It's all you're supposed uh, to be allowed to bring on the ice is hockey equipment. I think that was a tool. It's clearly contraband. <laughs> um, but yeah, so some injuries. Uh, although I guess you know, it's part, you know, it's part of the course. There's always like big injuries at some point in time. No one's ever healthy. But six weeks for uh, for Schwartz is pretty big for them. Yeah, because he's been on a bloody tear. And that, like yeah. this week, Steen was the was the uh, first start of the week in the NHL. He had oh, okay. 
32 points in five games. And uh, <clears throat> 32 points in five games this last week. Yeah, man, that's why I got the first star. That's pretty huge. That's uh, unprecedented. Yeah, it's like 6.25 points a game. Probably 6.2 yeah. a game. Yeah. So that's that's pretty good. But they lost, They also lost uh, Peter Angelo over in St. Louis, so I don't know. We'll see how they how they uh, react to that. They, they recalled Ivan Barbashev, which to me is just a name that pisses me off. I just hear it. I hear Ivan Barbashev, yeah. and I want to spit. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I um, like that name at all. Yeah, that could really suck them, Pietrangelo and Schwartz, because like, they don't necessarily have, like, the, like they were kind of just had the guys that, that they needed, you know? They weren't a team that was, like, scoring by committee. Like, the Jets right now could lose a couple guys and still probably be a pretty dominant team because they have so many guys. But, like, yeah, missing your star defenseman and then uh, pretty I, Top winger. Was, was Schwartz, was he the top, uh, top scorer on that team, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he was playing on the line with uh, Tarasenko and... Um... Uh, uh, Shen, yeah, sorry, it's not Steen who's the first star of the week. It's uh, Braden Shen. Braden Shen, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> they still got Shen there, and they still do have a little bit, but they yeah. take too much for that team to look a lot weaker than yeah. it was, especially with Allen backing them up. He's not streaky, but not just not yeah. fucking great. You know? Se- second star of the week, Jake Allen, this week, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he had a shutout. Um, and he's, he's just been bad. Like, he has good good moments, but he's also not like, sweet, we got Allen back there, you know? He's always he's always been a sort of uh, uh, contested, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, he can be streaky. But yeah, poor Jaden Short yeah. took a big Mike Green slap shot off his ankle, I guess. <clears throat> Mike Green just, you know, sort of fizzled in recent years, probably put every last night like he put all 27 goals of strength he scored 10 years ago into that one shot and just blew up Schwartz's ankle <laughs> kapow <laughs> just uh, just a lot of hate and a lot of my <laughs> fucking wife you know like just a lot of things were screamed in that moment in his head yeah just blew his shit up and uh who else are we talking about was injured there? Sven Berchi, yeah, the jaw. Yeah, it seems to always happen in big bunches. But, you know, Ryan Getzlaff's coming back. That'll fill out the Anaheim's center. Henrik Getzlaff and Cogliano holding it down in the center. And with Ryan Kessler yet to yet to return, who's looking like a, for, you know, a Christmas comeback. That's, oh, good. Yeah, because I was wondering, well, good. I mean, Kessler's one of the biggest fucking pricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, still. Good for that. They'll be deep down the middle. Yeah, that'll be crazy. Jesus. Cogdan will probably well, play yeah, on the fourth. That's thing, because they're very spoiled on the blue line, right? That's why they yeah. could get rid of a Batman. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, so they'll have the, uh, that awesome decor in the centers, and that team is poised for a long playoff run. Yeah. Yeah, I they never – they're always one of those teams – that is poised for a playoff run. Oh, they're going to go deep. But they're never really a team where you're like, ah, they're going to win it all. There's just something yeah. about them. There's something about <clears> them where they don't have that, it seems. I remember when they dropped the word mighty from Ducks, and then it was like, now we'll get the respect of the men. <laughs> yeah, at least mighty. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's named after a movie, but mighty, you know? You're a mighty duck. Now you're just a regular duck in Anaheim? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, there's no... Like ducks are not known 
for Anaheim. That's not what, you know, you know, let's go to Anaheim and see all of the ducks. <laughs> yeah, man, I've never seen a mighty duck. I've never been like, holy shit, that fucking duck just lifted, lifted a couple, you know, five-pound kettlebells, which is pretty good for a duck. <laughs> Duck-wise, that's really good. Their name. What's that? They should change their name. The ducks should just become something else. It just be like, all right, we're not... Who cares about this fucking movie from 1993 anymore? Let's just become something else. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the Anaheim Mighty Getting Even with Dads, another Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Mighty Mulans. The Anaheim Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. <laughs> I don't even know if that was Disney, but I just assume. It's, you know, if it wasn't Disney, somebody else is an idiot for making that. Oh, it was Disney, all right. Yeah, okay, good. I'm just going to... Pl- and then we want to talk about... Uh, speaking of injuries and comebacks, Flurry's back. Uh, oh, yeah. Out for a bit. Flurry make, making his first start against Pittsburgh probably on Thursday. Been out since October 13. Yeah. Uh, I think... Really cool, man. Yeah, they'll give him a standing... Well, he's playing... They're playing in Vegas, so he won't get the standing O, but if... You know, they'll... they'll get- it'll be weird for him. That'd be a fun game to watch, you know, just like, you yeah. know, you to see him, like, joking around with the guys and shit like that. There's no way. There's no way there's not going to be, like, losses just joking around. And, like, a game that just, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, Vegas can't lose, it seems, and, and the Penguins definitely don't want to lose. So, it'll be competitive. They're going to want to take two points. But at the same time, it's like, buddy, we're drinking with Flurry tonight. We're going out and fucking gambling and shit, so. Yeah, yeah, I I hope they all party together. That it's not weird now, you know. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not like you know, all the penguins started dating his sister. <laughs> then it'd be like I, uh, I can't imagine it would be weird <clears throat> if, if it's like a blowout. Like if the penguins light him up, fucking you know, ten to one or something. I can imagine he might he might go out for one courtesy beer and be like, "All right, guys, I'm I'm getting the fuck out of here. You really embarrassed <laughs> me tonight." <laughs> it was just like a hard-fought game, you know? I think, you, you know, why not? You know, there, there was bonds built in that locker room that can't be unbuilt. Yeah, yeah, true. And, he, yeah, he says, uh, what is it? Malkin is always joking about how he used to he used to beat Flurry in practice all the time. <laughs> Might have the yeah, leg up on him. Yeah, fucking put, it, put your money where your mouth is, Malkin. Yeah, yeah. Um... And other uh, roster news, I guess. Tortorella has been scratching Cam Atkinson. Is this true? Yeah, he was a healthy scratch, I think, Saturday night. Wow. Um, well, Atkinson is off to a pretty abysmal start. but uh, Yeah, we were checking out his numbers before. Cam Atkinson is putting up Nudavara numbers. <laughs> He's got 9.6 goals, 3 assists in like 20-some-odd games or something, which is not something you want from a guy who signed a fucking LeBron James contract. Exactly. He did just, that's the thing, is he just signed like a $41 million extension. I don't know, I didn't read how many years it was, but just recently signed the extension. But it's still, he's like, well, your top guys, like, you got to be like, okay, you're not scoring, we got to figure this out, not scratch you. I think that Tortorella did that, has been known to do that. He did the last year with, like, Saad. Like, yeah, he uh, did it with Ryan, Johan- Ryan Johansson the year before. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's a scratcher. He's a he's a well documented scratcher. He loves to scratch. He loves to just be like, man, fine, you can't play then, you know. Like, and, well, maybe like we need to change something around here, man, because like 
know if you remember this, but I had 60-something points last year, whatever the fuck he had. Like, he, was, he had a great year last year. Yeah, uh, how about you coach me better? Yeah. I, yeah I, let's, let's work on this power. It's going to get, I think the, the Blue Jackets are number one in the Metro, so there's other, but that's another thing. They're number one in the Metro. He's definitely still one of your best players still. So let him, you know, let's figure it out. Yeah, that top line of Atkins, um, sorry, of a Dubois, Anderson, and Panarin has been lighting it up. Pascal. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, put him Pierre Luc Dubois. fourth line for a little bit. Let him grind it out. Cut his ice time a bit. See if he can, you know, earn it back and, and what he can do with a little bit of ice time. But I don't know, the scratching thing to me is like, you're not going to leave him scratch forever and he knows it. So fuck off, you know? It's barely even a threat. Yeah, let him play with like a... Jarrett Bull and Donald Brashear or something like that for a couple of shifts and see what see what life's like on the bottom six. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like riding steerage in the Titanic, you know? <laughs> just like, <laughs> he was just eating caviar and now he's like doing like fucking fiddle dances and shit like that. Like, yeah. What are we doing down here? Yeah, over on the end where the fourth liners sit, there's just a bunch of fucking black-toothed Irish people playing the fiddle and shit and <laughs> Giving each other hand jobs. Every now and again, every now and again, an uncaged chicken just slaps across. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fucking on here. I was just six guys away from this. I had no idea this happened uh, over here. <laughs> you think I would have heard the music? Put another brick of coal in the furnace, Cam. <laughs> we have a furnace? <laughs> we have to heat ourselves? What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink from that bottle. It's my spittoon. <laughs> Speaking of things not to drink from, uh, I think it's time to hear from our sponsor. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if people know the full extent of the backstory of this sponsorship, but during the Sochi Olympics in Russia, uh, all the the main sponsor. Uh, it seemed for most of the games was isotonic drink, which we ascertained is Russia's answer to Gatorade. Um, the name might sound a little on the nose, but uh, once you taste the stuff and it erodes the contents of your stomach to uh, a smooth paste, you realize it's pretty spot on. It is very spot on. It, uh, they couldn't have named something better unless they named it poison acid drink that is full of nails. Yeah, yeah, which uh, and that that name belongs to. It's already a, um, a flavor of Monster Energy, so they couldn't take that. It's registered. Exactly, exactly. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, a word from our sponsor, Isotonic Drink. Isotonic Drink, it's a viable fuel substitute. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back on to Dead, the best damn hockey podcast, damn ever, damn, that's the acronym. Yeah, one day it's going to stick, man. I mean, we might need to actually take a day to sound out how it actually should sound in a way that works, you know? But yeah. uh, for now, we can just go dead. Yeah, it ends in dead. I know that much. Damn ever damn. To put a dead. It kind of it doesn't so much roll off the tongue, but it, it drunkenly stumbles and screams and calls your sister a whore off the tongue. 
charm, but also it does repeatedly cross the line. <laughs> the only podcast with three dams in the title. Exactly. And, uh, I'm glad that we cornered that market. I remember when we post- posted our first one, somebody said, great podcast, hate the name. And I was like, too many cooks, man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably someone named fucking Aiden who said that too, you know? You need a better name, motherfucker. It was actually uh, Emma Jean Flynn, who was actually a fan of the podcast, what I know, told me that she listens to it a, a bunch. So it's actually a nice thing, but uh, really quick to the criticism, Emma Jean Flynn, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> your, your hands are doomed. Yeah. Doomed. There's your shout out. There isn't 100% right now. <laughs> Um, well, there's some uh, interesting news in the league uh, this week. We're going to take a closer look at it for one of our segments where the uh, league announced that um, the salary cap would probably grow substantially depending on how the inflation shakes out. But it looks like they'll see a 5 to $7 million increase from $75 million, yeah, to up to 82 amazing that's like increasing bigger than them i know we bring up the fucking video game a lot but in the video game the cap space goes up every year by a few million like automatically which sometimes they actually lose cap space yeah they only go up just a tiny amount so that's a a huge increase imagine the the cap just shrunk by like 10 million overnight and they just have to like fire a bunch of guys (laughs) that would be crazy yeah like all right well but imagine it shrunk so much they to have an expansion team because they just literally like they're like we can't you know yeah <laughs> so many guys wouldn't be able to actually play that are so good but we fucking have to just all right goddamn it Seattle team fucking that would be funny but there's a lot there's like you know some opportunity here for certain franchises to spend a bit of money and um, sort of improve the franchise substantially because with seven million even five million. You can make a big splash, especially if you're already under the cap. Like I'm looking at a team like, say, Arizona, who could, yeah. uh, you know, use a real real deal goalie. Like Antti Ranta doesn't seem to be the answer there right now. Granted, it's Arizona, and uh, fuck, you might yeah. it's like that lineup looks like foosball half the time. Yeah, he, might need, he might need a little time for sure. Like you can't really blame him because he, he was a really solid backup in New York. But yeah, you're right. Like that, that's something they could do because they have I think they thought Ranta was going to be the answer they got rid of Smith it was just like okay we're just done with this guy now we're not, we're, this isn't going anywhere um, and there was I think they maybe bought into Ranta a little bit too much yeah, so I don't know who's coming. You know, Yaroslav Halak looks like he might be coming up. Not not that he's a franchise guy, but you know, he's a guy you can you, you can take a team to the playoffs in front of at least. I don't know. Yeah, and also he's been known to stand on his head at times, especially in the playoffs. So, yeah, you know, that might be an interesting thing. Also, like a team like Vegas could get uh, could get like a franchise player. Like mm-hmm. they were, they were already under the cap, so. With an extra five to seven, they could offer like somebody like a nice eight, nine, ten million dollar contract, and like you know, yeah, really lock down one of these guys who who maybe isn't happy. Like obviously the like the Islanders are doing well now, and and I don't think Tavares would have went necessarily to a team like uh, uh, like Vegas, but like they could shoot for that, like some some guy who's kind yeah. of on a team where he's kind of fed up with done with it now. Yeah, but I think I think if you're Tavares, you go. Why not Vegas? You know, it's 
I don't know. I'd love to play there well, right now. With how well they're playing, you know. Yeah, they have three guys you know? hovering around a point per game, and the wins are are coming through, and all the goalies somehow seem to be winning there. It's hilarious. And and, and they could also um, sort of get a franchise player on the back end, like we were talking about last week, maybe. Dowdy or Carlson winds up there down the line with the extra extra cap yeah. space. Who knows? You could, you could grow that team in any direction right now. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of potential in the Vegas Golden Knights. Something that we would have thought was ludicrous to say this time last year when we yeah. came coming. No one would have thought that that's like even a thing that they would be trying to do. You would think they would be trying to like they'd be tanking and trying to get somebody to you know build the team that way. But <laughs> I think they were. They had some guys. You know? I think they were trying that, funny enough, like sending all their players back to junior and stuff like Nick Suzuki and Cody Glass. I don't think they're your franchise answers. I think they're going to be decent top six players, but, you know, those guys aren't going to wind up on, uh, you know, on uh, the uh, packaging of any bottles of isotonic drink anytime soon. No, no, no. Well, only uh, uh, shaved bears holding axes. Yeah, well, you, uh, so you see the musculature. That could have just been off air. Could have been, but you made a choice, and you know what? I stand by you. Thank you. That's what this is about. <clears throat> Sometimes we talk about impregnating Russian queens randomly, shaved bears. It goes wherever we decide <laughs> it goes. Fuck the queen of Russia. Jesus Christ. Um,. <laughs> Well, with this cap space, um, the Montreal Canadiens have already hinted at what they might do. I heard at a press conference, Mark Bergevin um, uh, has uh, planned a recent excursion to um, uh, the African rainforest, where he's hoping to woo and eventually relocate a family of pygmies to fill out their top six and hopefully get their average player size up to like a healthy four foot three. You just want you just want their forward core to be a little taller, so you get these pygmies yeah. in there. You know, you get the mom, the dad, the aunt, maybe the eldest son, the medium, the the, the you know eldest daughter, and maybe even the shaman. Um, and you, and you just get them all playing out there together. Like you see how well that that sort of fa- family connection worked for the Sedins over their career. So why not right. why not six why pygmies? Not It's crazy. You heard this, but Tampa Bay, their arena is just full of possums, and they, you know, they have to locate the whole first and fill it up, but they, you know, they haven't even tried because, you know, they stretched a little thin down there. Yeah, there isn't a goddamn break in the play where I don't go, Jesus, that is a furry webcam. It's just a possum yeah. hanging by his tail off the crossbar. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny that, you know, sometimes a nice shot knocks the water bottle off, but my God, you knock a possum off. Yeah, it's messy. It's messy. Luckily, they're wearing those home jerseys because if you had the away whites, I mean, that just looked like you uh, ate spaghetti with a spastic child. (laughs) 
I picked my words carefully. <laughs> um, uh, well, over in Ottawa, notoriously frugal GM Eugene Melnick, I was thinking with this extra cap space, because he rarely spends to the cap, but with you know the top end of the cap being so much higher, I figured he could go down to the local bulk barn and get an extra big scoop of bargain guys for like three ninety nine. Just sort of like fill up a big plastic bag and, you know, maybe get a, ch- a checking winger, a, a second line center, and, uh, you know, a bottom D pairing. <laughs> yeah, scoop them up in a sack, you know. <laughs> who knows who you'd get in there? A little Brian Gianta, a little Scott Gomez. Yeah, he just, he just walked in and was just like, uh, okay, uh, Mr. Dorian, uh, you want your regular small scoop of bargain guys? No, not today. <laughs> salary cap must have grown uh but oh yeah i said gm eugene melnick i meant uh owner right yeah he's the one sort of controlling yeah the uh what they do with their cap space right? yeah yeah and he's uh, he still wears the same leather jacket i think that he's worn since his days sitting on the hood of his pontiac sunfire in fucking high school <laughs> god he's a cheap bastard eugene melnick holy fuck Eugene Melnick uses he uses the same straw to drink soda that he just carries around and washes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just sitting in the office with Eric Carlson. So what do I have to do to keep you an Ottawa senator? <laughs> I don't know. Have a have a desk chair that doesn't have duct tape on it, where there was clearly a hole that formed, and that's how you decided to <laughs> fucking suture it up three years ago. You fucking loser. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. Even spastic retards, if you want to get right to the crux of it all. <laughs> I was just realizing as I was doing that bit that uh, you had already said spastic, and I throw out retards. We're really lucky people uh, don't listen to this podcast because I said something about the Eskimo chinks a couple of weeks ago. You did. I'm glad you worked it back in. They ran Max Avad right out of that town, you know. I think I think they put Matt Cook up to that funny business. Uh, I was thinking, um, you know, next season or the season after, the expansion Seattle team is going to come in into the league, and they're just going to have like all that salary cap to eat up right then and there, which is interesting to see how they how they sort of uh, maximize that money. Um, so they could use that cap space to get like a well-balanced 23-man roster or blow it all on one 50-foot-tall player who blasts mouth lasers. That's exactly what they need to do. Yeah. Unorthodox, probably illegal, 
There's nothing in the rule book that says that a man who would bonk his forehead off the Jumbotron can't play in the league. Yep. Bonk. Raddick bonked his head right off that Jumbotron. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row Raddick Bonk has been mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's got one of the best names in hockey history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. think there's a Twitter profile called Raddick Bonk's Mullet. <laughs> it's just a sentient Raddick Bonk mullet. It's pretty funny. Check it out. Um, the new the, the New Jersey Devils, I think, uh, need more grit beyond Brian Boyle. And um, I thought they could use their cap space to get some, like, honest-to-God, from-hell, literal devils to play for the team. Maybe a few demons. And even... How much do they run yet? Do well, they well, well, opening up a gate to the underworld will set you back six mil right there. Yeah. So you still got, like, a bit of, you know, run over to sort of, pay these demons and devils, even maybe a Blagool, one of the spirit usurpers of children, um, to come play for your team. Bit of wiggle room. Bit of wiggle room there. Um, But I heard this one. uh, The New York Islanders uh, were going to use that extra five to seven million to finally make the uh, last payment to Rick DiPietro. Oh, a bunch of money too so there you go get him off the books finally <laughs> that's nice eh finally we're yeah. in the black yeah I, I, I wasn't sure whether to end with that one or start with it like is fucking possible funnier than paying off because <laughs> you know? oh, that is actually possible that they would use that yeah so many levels so many levels yeah you know I know this isn't like a, a real player cost but I thought that Toronto Maple Leafs could use the cap space money, even, you know, sort of take some money out of, you know, you know, hockey operations and funnel it into, you know, player salaries, but then use some of that leftover money to develop like a brand new alternate home jersey, which we've all been waiting for in Toronto. Like we're used to sort of seeing the same thing. So maybe, you know, the Leafs, the Leafs could like, you know, hire all the haute couture designers and top scientists and get them all on the case. And design a jersey that, that's like out there, original. Like I'm thinking blue body with like a white stripe at the bottom and then a Maple Leafs logo in the middle, retail 280 bucks. <laughs> I think that would be uh that'd be great. Yeah, that's the alternate jersey Toronto deserves. <laughs> Just the same fucking jersey. <laughs> I know. Put I something. You yourself with the name Maple Leafs, so it's like you gotta kind of have a Maple Leaf involved in there somewhat, you know? Yeah. I, tree? I mean, Just give a tree the... with like a bucket hanging on a nail after it's been tapped, you know, like with maple fucking syrup coming out of it. I like That's that. That's pretty cool. Or maybe maybe you toughen up the Maple Leaf. You give it an eye patch, a gold tooth, and like a chulo bandana. <laughs> Mike Myers as the love guru coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> oh God, the movie that ended his career. Yeah, that really did it. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I would rather have Scott Gomez's career than Mike Myers's career at this point. Yeah, well, Gomez was hot shit there for a bit. So was Mike Myers, but I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, who yeah. went out? Who who went out more disgracefully? Toss up, eh? Yeah, that is absolutely a toss up. Wow, what a sad world. <laughs> you would you would not be saying any of these things in 1998. You'd be like, I can't believe any of what you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Future perennial Stanley Cup winner Scott Gomez and future Academy Award nominee Mike Myers. Oh, no. Or something like that? No, no, he had no nominations. I was saying future. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> you're right, right, right. I didn't, I didn't buy your bit. This is like the uh, uh, in that movie Glenn Perry, Glenn Ross, where uh, I, if you don't know the shot, keep your mouth shut. You know, I didn't know where you were going with it. I talked and the whole thing. Well, par for the course here on to best of the dead. Um, our next segment, our weekly segment, you know it. You love it, shitting on, boning on, where we identify one gentleman, or, or for, for all we know, gentlewoman or gentle they, in the NHL, who uh, we need to shit on because their play has been bad as of late, or a player we need to bone on, or uh, or loud and shower with praise because we think they've been playing excellently as of late. Um, Nick, would you care to kick off the segment while I grab my chamomile tea that also has. Uh, crocodile in it <laughs> sure I didn't need that description but uh, yeah I'll start off the segment uh, I'm shitting on this week uh, Eric Carlson he's come up a couple times talked about it before, Ricky but he uh, he made a joke and was talking about how much money he was going to make in the offseason and he would get what he was worth and all this shit and he's been pointless uh, I think well he's I think they're on a 12 game. Or they won one of their last 12. He was pointless in like seven games. You can't run your mouth like that when you're 29th in the league. Yeah. And you don't have any points and you're the guy supposed to lead the team. Yeah, you are going to get top dollar because you're worth it because you're Eric Carlson and anybody would pay you top dollar. But fucking shut the fuck up about it, all right? Yeah, I mean, uh, what's the, what's the fucking fucking bullshit show where they had all those goddamn kids 19 kids and counting the dug yeah you can't be you know you can't be having being you can't be being successful one every 12 times like the duggers because <laughs> <laughs> every now and again you got a guy who fucks the other 19 kids <laughs> Or someone who writes the movie Garden State. Yeah. <laughs> that last one again, hopefully, slips by. Yeah, you get you get a Zach Braff once in a while. <clears throat> slips by. <laughs> Nothing slips by the finely tuned ears of the listeners of Tepusba Dead. Uh, who am I shit? So we started shitting on, right? I'm shitting on. I never thought I'd see the day, Nicholas. But it's here. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. I'm shitting on Richard Panic. The day's Panic finally arrived. He had a career October, though. He had a career October. He certainly did. But he's had, like, a Scott Gomez November, December. <laughs> <laughs> he's. Wait a second. He had a Mike Myers November, December? <laughs> yeah, man. His middle name is Duggar, and he's a 12th born. Richard <laughs> Duggar Panic. Panic. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, he came out of the season like point per game for the first 12 games or something. And then he's just sitting on that shit. He's not, he's playing on a line with bloody Taves and sod and he ain't doing shit. Richard Panic makes me sick and he's dead to me. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's about time. He's going to turn it around now that, now that we've said this, he's going to turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's a little bit of trying to throw that juju into the world, right? Yeah, man. I'm, I need a bit of good news. Who, who, for Christ's sake, who are you? Who are you boning on? I'm boning on one Blake fucking Wheeler. Sir. Blake Wheeler. How can he's you not a, bone on him? He's so bonable. He's 37 points right now, just just right near the top of the league. I mean, this is a crazy year with, with scoring and everything. But to be the guy who's the highest scoring player on one of the best teams in the league right now with some of the most prolific scorers. Yeah. That's pretty huge. That's pretty huge to be the guy who's like, especially like if I'll talk about Line A and, and, and uh, Shifley and Ehlers and everything. You almost like, you almost know Blake Wheeler takes only a slight backseat. Like everybody knows Blake Wheeler, but he's not the guy yeah. you talk about like, oh, he's the game changer necessarily. Like he doesn't always get sort of that talk about him. So for him to just be the guy who's the game changer, you know, I think yeah. it's pretty cool. It's, it's sometimes guys who like not that he's any stranger to goals, but I don't I don't know if he's ever even cracked thirty goals before. He may he may have, but you know he's never been like a forty goal guy. Sometimes the assist guys fly under the radar, but you watch Blake Wheeler play, and I don't know he's like six five and shit, and like just the way he sort of sees the ice. He I mean he's feathering all these beauty passes over to the Lines and Shifleys. For these, yeah, you know, yeah. awesome one timers, and but just that the the synergy there in Winnipeg is uh, something any office business meeting would love to come close to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who, who you boning on this week, motherfucker? Man, I'm boning on. I may have boned on him before, but he's just so bonable. Brock Baser, the guy can't stop. The Canucks lose. The Canucks lose five to one. He gets the goal. I think he's boned on him almost every single week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, point per game as a, as a rookie, you know, and uh, he's scored some ugly goals. He's scored some beauty goals. He's just sort of like a money-in-the-bank shooter. Anywhere from anywhere on the ice, he finds that whole God, he's just he's on pace for like a 45-goal season, which is going to be hard to hold up. But, like, we're talking, honest to Christ, Matthews numbers with this guy. Yeah, yeah, no, he's crazy. Like uh, fifteen goals, um, and and just some nice pure goal scoring type goals. Nice snipes. You know, he's in the right place. He's not, you know, he's, he's not. It's not anything necessarily super fancy, but he just has mm-hmm. that fucking hell of a snapshot, man. He just yeah. He's just one of those guys who can just release it and be like, "Fuck you, here it is." Yeah, nose from the net, always in the right spot. So I'm boning on Baser. You got it. Or you Besser. Gotta. I love I love it, man. I love multiple bones. I love, I, you know, <laughs> it's how you start a relationship, right? You can't just bone on a different person every single week. You got to pick somebody and bone them a couple times. Yeah, right? man. I've never... love blossoms. I've never bone and flown, you know what I mean? <laughs> the getch and ditch, the hump and dump, the cooter and scooter, beaver and lever. I got a lot of these. The fuck it... You're going to keep going, uh, I assume, into the break. Yeah. And uh, keep telling them while uh, I'm trying to drink at their message out 
isotonic drink. It ain't got time to bleed. The hit it and quit it, the fuck it and book it. I've never done any of those. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for continuing to go. Yeah, all well, of those. I, I really appreciate it. There's probably about nine more people missed during the break. You've got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, did I say gash and dash yet? Because I meant to. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you said it three times, but it was very in there a few times. So I <laughs> well, maybe I was just warming up for the hat trick segment. Maybe that's what you were doing. It's time for the, another weekly segment, the hat trick segment, where we award the best goal of the week. So we, we limit it down to uh, three beautiful goals that we all saw. And uh, I think you got the first one this week. Yes, yes, the first one. I'd have to take us back to, uh, I think it was Monday or Sunday night, even Saturday, I'm not sure, but uh, Colorado was down a goal halfway through the game uh, against the Panthers in Florida uh, when Nathan McKinnon takes a pass at the uh, center line and then sort of it's a one-on-four that that's hard to explain in this audio format, but picture... Picture a man with just a long stick trying to smack a rat out of his home. He did that, just threw a bunch of Florida Panthers and then roofed it top corner over uh, uh, Optimus Rhyme, James Reimer's left shoulder. But just he probably touched the puck about 18 times before it finally left his stick into the back of the net. Just an insane yeah, dangle. Yeah, you know, very much so. Totally didn't split the D, but still like was in control. It almost seemed like because he picked it up at the red line, right? Like in a weird way, where it was like just hanging there and no one touched it. Almost yeah, like he he put some sort of spell on all of the Florida <laughs> where they just yeah. didn't know what to do. He did pull one guy inside out, which was pretty cool. But other than that, he just like found the room and exploded. McKinnon looks like he's honestly lost probably ten, fifteen pounds, and he's probably a little yeah. lighter. He's looking like he, he's looking like rookie season McKinnon again. Yeah, yeah, this is his comeback year for yeah. sure. Um, but uh, one that I really liked was uh, from uh, old DeBrusque there, and, uh, and the, on the Bruins Jake. Uh, against the Islanders, Jake DeBrusque. Yeah, um, he uh, he just got out of the box after a fight, and he had an instigator penalty. Right? Oh shit. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't even a game misconduct, which people would think it might might happen. But uh, so it's just an instigator penalty. He did the extra two minutes, comes out of the box, they gain the zone. He skates out of the uh, sort of the, the I guess left corner and uh, skates in a weird sort of unorthodox from the corner, sort of straight like the diagonal line and gets above the hash marks, not facing the goalie at all, and then does this spinorama out of nowhere and on the, like back towards the way he was coming. And on the, you know, sort of apex of the spin, just roofs it over the blocker of, uh, I guess, Grice. I didn't actually see who was on playing, the but, on the uh, forehand too. Yeah, on the forehand. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a, It was just this insane, like, like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do this and take a shot, and, it, and then it pays off, and it was a really nice, uh, really nice goal. Yeah, he really leaned towards like the hash marks too, which I think made the defenseman feel like he had to brace himself, but it really shook him off. And he had that room to spin around, and he still had like he couldn't get it, the defenseman couldn't get his stick back 
to check Debrusque stick in time. He had basically a wide open shot, but fuck, that was yeah, a real beauty goal. It still look, yeah, yeah, it still looks like it comes out of nowhere. Like who would decide to do that? You know, if that yeah. pay off. Like if you hit the glass, you just look like an asshole. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our twelfth week doing the show, and no surprise. Jonathan Chichu has made it onto our short list, but I think this is finally the week he loses. Um, as we all know... Controversial. Yeah. Well, Jonathan Chichu's down playing in, uh, in Italy in the Tuscan Visually Impaired Guy League, the TVIGL. And, okay. uh, yeah, he's been down there ever since he lost that eye in the Swords Instead of Hockey Sticks League. Um, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. been bouncing around league to league. Uh, he's been a third liner for the Calabrese Canewhackers, and he was playing against the Venice Noceums. He's uh, sitting on two goals with the score tied <laughs> three minutes left to go in the game. Face off in the opposing end. Before the f- puck drops, he goes up to the goalie for the other team, takes his last good eye out of his head with his bare hands, and jams it into the rival goalie's eye socket. Suddenly, the goalie can see for the first time in his life Puck drops, the goalie's all, wow, that's what the color yellow looks like and shit. And Chichu wins the faceoff, blind as a bat, backhand slap, shots the puck, top cheese, past the awestruck goalie and goes, yeah, and that's what a goal looks like. Newly blind Chichu wins the game. None of the players could find each other for the celebration. Chichu actually, actually hugged the referee by accident. Lone blemish on an otherwise stupendous play. Chichu's day-to-day with double blindness. Yeah, just sort of recap, recapitulating it out loud, I realized that, nah, ma'am, I was wrong. Yeah. Chichu's still... Yeah, I, I think still, he's, Chichu, he's, to do a he gave the man a gift of sight and used it against him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like an amazing thing and really low at the same time. I love how you also use, that's what yellow looks like. And it's like yellow is like the least used color in hockey. You know, like there's so, like blue, red, white, like so many things. <laughs> you go, yeah, yellow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, don't, I mean, this is just what happened. We're just here reporting the truth. I guess congratulations, Jonathan Chichu, on your 10th consecutive yep. to tip a dead hat trick win. Oh yeah, well that's it, you know, playing in a foreign land, it's got to be difficult, and speaking of foreign lands, Nick, you're out there finally following through on a promise you made three weeks ago to give us yeah. uh, an insightful piece on the road, so you're out there in Saskatoon, what do you have for us this um, week? Well, yeah, I, I, I apologize again, I know I was, both, I was out in the East Coast in Cape Breton there, and uh, I was doing the... Uh, just supposed to talk about there's some a big doping scandal and I and I, I dropped the ball. I didn't do the research and I and I and I really last minute just came up with a puff piece. Yeah, you got and, drunk. Uh, you got drunk for like eight days straight instead of doing the work yeah. that we paid you to do. Yes. No, I I understand. I mean, I'm saying the same thing that you're saying. You're just saying the specifics of it, which I really don't appreciate. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm saying it like I'm angry, because I am, because I'm here in a bloody dungeon surrounded by Russian men having f- frozen cabbage thrown at my lower back for their pleasure. Well, look, like, 
like you wouldn't, if you finally got out of that type of, of environment, have let loose a little bit, you know? You didn't have the guard prodding you with a rifle all the time. Let loose? You think I got a choice? I'm shot. Anyways, look, we're happy <laughs> okay, for you so that you're free. So this is, this is, this is me making it up uh, to you and to the podcast. I, uh, I'm in Saskatoon right now, and there's actually an even bigger scandal out here. What? Uh, really? Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm coming to deliver this time. Um, now it's pee wee hockey, uh, so it's, it's a little. It's you know it's not necessarily obviously as high level as uh, as say the, uh, the 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 queue that I'm supposed to do it on, but it's pee wee hockey, and, and there's a doping scandal in, in pee wee hockey. Oh my here. God, pee wee! I mean, those kids yeah. are what, like 10, 11 years old. Yeah, it's very bad for their overall growth and development. Um, but uh, um, it's the Saskatchewan uh, uh, Sasquatches, and uh, uh, they they're uh, uh, been doping. Oh, oh, said, doping, wh- doping what are they? What what are they doping with? You mean dope like uh, in weed? Marijuana? I, just dope. You know, dope. David doping. It's a doping scandal. So it's dope. It's whatever dope comes up in a doping scandal. Okay, well, I wish well, you actually got like a little more information on what they were doping with besides well, just the word very dope. Tight-lipped. They're very tight lipped. They're not, not telling me the dope. Uh, they just said it's dope. And uh, I mean, my source is a very prominent figure. Uh, not only in the Saskatchewan Pee Wee Hockey League, but uh, in Canada, he asked not to be named. Uh, but I'll just tell you tell you his position. He's uh, the Prime Minister of uh, Canada, and uh, he told me uh, what? about the doping. Justin yeah. Trudeau told you about this? Canada's no, no, Prime no, Minister? No, 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 the Prime Minister of Canada, not Justin Trudeau. I didn't say that. You you said that, and that's not what I'm saying. Okay, okay, we'll keep it under wraps. The Prime Minister of... Whoa, that goes, that's crazy. That just goes all the way to the top. That's all the way to the top. Yeah, no, it's it's way at the top. My like, God, this is a scandal, Nick. We finally got our big story here at the Best Damn Hockey Podcast. Damn, ever damn, this is amazing. Uh, yeah. And who's supplying? Yeah. Who's supplying the dope to these children? Um, we're on the street, and again, not all of this is confirmed, so I have to say that. But uh, the Hamburglar, the Hamburglar is uh, the. And, uh, do you, sorry, did you say a, a burglar? The, 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 the Hamburglar. Hamburglar. The, the, the cartoon man from McDonald's with a bandit mask who steals cheeseburgers from McDonald's patrons. Uh, I was thinking Hammond, the goaltender, used to hit that good season in Ottawa. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we'll go, no, we'll go with that. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's probably it's probably that cartoon guy who steals the hamburgers. Wait, You're right. What do you it's mean? What do you mean? Think probably, Nick. You know, I'm starting to think you're not trying to make this up to me and the listeners. I think you're making it up. Period. <sighs> okay. <laughs> if you want to attack things about me, right? You want to call me a drunk who drank for eight days and botched the story. You want to call me a guy who's on the road, finally free from the iconic drink people. And it's just taking advantage of every situation possible. You can call me all those things. But yeah. You better not call me a liar. Yeah, but you, you better not call me. A, you better not attack my journalistic uh, 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 
call you all I call you all those things because you did all those things, and we all know it. You even admitted it. Yeah, and I also don't have any journalistic uh, credibility, but I still don't want you to call me on that. Well, your journalistic in- integrity is bubkiss. Yeah, but we live in a day and age where people don't like having negative things said about them, so you're not allowed to say them, even if they're true. Well, okay, well, I love your lack of journalistic integrity, and I think it's great that you wasted everybody's time on this show, and you're really adorable and marvelous for having ruined any credibility this fucking podcast had. Jesus Christ, Nick, I'm tired of pulling this fucking train by myself. You know what I mean? Look, this is a conversation that we can have back in the shack when I I get there, and and they're probably never going to let me go on one of these trips again. So you know what? Fuck it. You're right. The whole story was a lie. I don't care. Uh, I'm drinking in Saskatoon as well. I made up this story. I don't really give a shit because... Fuck it, I'm going to be a prisoner to a goddamn isotonic drink company for the rest of my life, so I decided to live for a couple of days. If you ever get out of the shack, uh, I'd like to see how you handle it. I'd like to see if you're walking around with a notepad and a pencil once you finally tasted free air for the first time in months. Uh, Nick, the isotonic drink guys just picked up like a red phone in the room here, and they I saw they pressed like a Nova Scotia area code, and then they said, mm-hmm. yeah, hi, uh, Mrs. Beaton, and then the guy made like a throat slicing gesture with his hands and looked at me. Yeah, I just got a text from my dad. I gotta go, man. Isotonic drink tastes like what Mickey Rourke looks like. <laughs> oh, what a good isotonic drink promo that was. And it's like. I really enjoy how, um, you know, we fight because we're not getting along, and then, um, you know, they kill my mom. But then they find a way to torture us back into being friends again so that we can laugh. Yeah. I mean, something about the impossibly bleak situation we are in forces you to laugh because the opposite is to just curl up in the fetal position and sort of will your heart to stop. I mean, at some point in time, you're mad at me, I'm mad at you, but we realize... You're probably the last person I'm going to see right before uh, I hear that pop and, uh, you know, yep. shoot me in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. I'll be smiling, buddy. <laughs> I'll be smiling, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Just bring me that relief, please. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you who ain't smiling right now, Ottawa Senators management. No. Yeah, uh, we thought that for this week's Best Damn List segment, uh, as we all know, Eric Carlson has submitted a list of 10 teams uh, on his no-trade list. So with the expiring contract, obviously you want to name a few teams that you don't want to go to for a myriad of reasons, professional, personal, whatever. But uh, our uh, hockey insider, Screaming Larry, has actually informed us that Eric Carlson has also submitted a few other lists to the Senators. So for this this week's Best Damn List, we're breaking down a list of other lists Eric Carlson has submitted to the Ottawa Senators, and only so recently. And just a quick shout-out to uh, uh, Screaming Larry uh, for just always having his ear to the ground and uh, hamsters to sell. 
Oh yeah, four pennies, four pennies. Which is he great. You cut, you show up with a nickel, you're getting change. <laughs> and a hamster. And <laughs> like alive for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's food. That's I mean, in a lot of the circles I roll in, that is food and a marital aid. <laughs> a, ma- a marital aid. I love that term. <laughs> I know. Here's a fake dick. Here's a dildo with a big yellow P on it. <laughs> uh well do you do you wanna wanna start this one, Nick? I got uh, I got four li- four of these. Okay. Sorry, just figuring out math there for the first time in my life. It's uh, it's a big deal. Uh, Okay, yeah, I got got three. um, This is a list that uh, I've got. Uh, Carlson can demand uh, the 10 baseball teams he would like to play for. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. It obviously doesn't mean that he's actually going to get to play for those teams. It's just if the Senators decide to trade him. And they can't find a suitable uh, suitable partner in the remaining twenty teams that are out there. Uh, they can start looking to the MLB to see if they can find themselves a relief pitcher or cleanup hitter to take Carlton's place. Oh, so, interesting. Okay, yeah, well, that's cool. In intra sports trades. I mean, I've I've never heard of that. Very often, do you? <clears throat> no, except the t- except the time Scott Gomez was traded for a, a bucket of baseballs. I do remember that. Yeah, to the I Florida have, Marlins. I think I'm starting to sense what the name of this episode's going to be. <laughs> Scott Gomez is a bucket of baseballs. Oh, um, well, uh, I, I also received word from our insider that um, Eric Carlson, defenseman for the Ottawa Senators, also submitted a list of teams who have the hottest wives, in his opinion. That's it. He just sort of put that out there. Wanted to throw his two cents out there, just sort of let the team know he's been looking and who he thinks is you know done pretty well from the for themselves around the league. Yeah, that's pretty. It's almost kind of a nice thing for him to say, but also you're like as a as one of those teams, you're like whoa 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 whoa, this guy wants to fuck my wife, right? So that's gotta be you know yeah. too happy about that aspect. Yeah, it's a little threatening. It's a little threatening. Mm-hmm. Southwestern or something, wherever. We only fly here. 
but also not in the clause. He could he can pick some of these airlines. He might have to take a bus to just a weird state to then fly from there. Oh my so, god! Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very convoluted list, but. Uh, yeah, he definitely wants to get somebody who's good at algorithms helping them out. Yeah. Well, I, I hope he has Cincinnati Airlines on his on his no airline list because they, they don't even have, like, normal reclining plane seats. They, they just put everyone on seatless bicycles that are fused <laughs> to the chassis of the plane. Well, that's, that's how it flies, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a, yeah. the pedal. And then the wings of the plane flap. Which is not something you don't you don't think it would work, but they got it figured out. Um, I mean, they'll check your baggage for free, so that's <laughs> yeah. They're very they're very astute in that regard. Uh, uh, Eric Carlson, um, I've received word has also submitted a separate no trade list uh, to the GM and to ownership in Ottawa, but it's a no trade list. But that he would be cooler being traded to these teams if they had hotter wives. So it's kind, yeah. So it's kind of an incentive to that team's players to sort of like get back on Bumble, start dating again, and like you know sort of woo hotter wives to to then woo free agent potential free agent Eric Carlson over to their team because he he's really all about the hot wives. I had no idea he was that much about the hot wives, so that's two hot live clauses. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Um, he also has this one. Uh, uh, he decided to make uh, a list of the 10 Dion Phaneuf's he doesn't want to play with. Mm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it's, a pretty un- it's pretty unnecessary because uh, there's only one Dion Phaneuf, but I think just on his way out, he uh, uh, just wanted to make it completely clear how much he does not respect I mean, I mean, he's he probably listed all the like you know all the Dion Phaneufs we know you know uh, mumbling Dion Phaneuf, uh, aimlessly waddling Dion Phaneuf, uh, puck coughing up Dion Phaneuf, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you can definitely come up with all the terrible attributes. I mean, I can Dion I can think of more more varieties of shitty fuck up Phaneuf than I can think of varieties of Barbies. Yeah, you know, school teacher Barbie, beach party Barbie. <laughs> yeah, pocking his own net, fair enough. Um, Dion Phaneuf also submitted to Ottawa management a list of words he doesn't like having his ears referred to as. So let me say that again. Submitted a list of words he doesn't like having his ears referred to as. Reportedly, according to Screaming Larry, uh, including pointy, elfish, He-Man villain style, Vulcan Dracula, and my favorite, some kind of fucked up donut. Yeah, stop referring to my ears as, as something that looks like some kind of fucked up donut. So he made that explicitly clear in his recent list he submitted. <laughs> I, want, I don't know what donuts he's been eating, but clearly he's experienced this before, and I'm, I'm not here to judge other people's experiences. It's your journey. <laughs> you know, you perceive everything the way the world is, and that doesn't matter if anybody else has a, a different perception on it. 
you know? That's, it's your perception is the only way the world works, you selfish cut. Yeah, subjectivity is objective, they say. Um, yeah, exactly. And he's also su- submitted um, a list of teams that, in his opinion, have the, qu- and I quote, the most uggo wives. Yeah, so he actually broke that down. You know, the list includes teams like Columbus, Dallas, um, even San Jose. um, And uh, the New York Islanders are actually also on the list. And he has, beside New York Islanders, he he wrote just the words Anders Lee and circled the name eight times in a red marker with arrows pointing to it. And then he... he scribbled next to Ander Lee's, Anders Lee's names. I swear to God, he scribbled tiny little crab teeth. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't. I. I can't even piece that together. I assume it might. Maybe it's a Swedish oh, chirp. No. no, you pieced it together. You pieced it together. All right. The, <laughs> I, I guess exactly Anders. I guess Anders Lee's wife has tiny little crab teeth. I didn't know. I, I didn't. I didn't know te- crabs had teeth. I thought it was a mandible game purely, but anyhow. Yeah, well, that, that might be what it's getting at, too. <laughs> I mean... Anders Lee does seem like she'd have a fucking... <laughs> he'd, have a crab. he'd be the guy who had the worst-looking wife in the NHL, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Anders Lee circled eight times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the arrows pointing to his name was pretty egregious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, shit, that was a fun episode. That was a great episode. I know we say this every week, and we should, because, you know, we need uh, self-esteem is very important. Uh, I think that was the best episode we've ever done. Yeah, hands down, best episode yet. Episode 12. Best episode, episode, episode 12. Yeah. Never getting better than that, probably. I mean, please follow us on Twitter, guys, at Best Damn Hockey. Tweet at us, yell at us, insult us. All that stuff. Uh, uh, like and subscribe on iTunes, or if you find us on SoundCloud, or wherever you find us, just, just like, subscribe, write reviews, friend us on SoundCloud. Anything you can do, if you do like us and you want us to keep going, it would really be great if we could get one other sponsor other than Isotonic Drinks. I'm going to throw it, not just Russia, but okay, never mind. Sorry, all Russia Bucks are great. Russia Bucks They're are amazing. Good. They're amazing. Yeah, I'd much prefer this sponsorship to that of, say, Alberta Premium Whiskey. It's This is... Of course. Of it, course. Lesser of two evils, quite frankly. <clears throat> but uh, that is the best damn hockey podcast damn ever damn. Next week, uh, we visit the radioactive dump where all the old Fox glow pucks are buried. And we find out Matthew Kachuk finally realizes people saying, you are just like your old man is not a compliment. And with Marc-Andre Fleury and Malcolm Subban healthy and ready to go again, we'll catch up with the remaining Vegas Golden Knight goaltenders who've gone back to their jobs at the meat processing plant. And then Doug Gilmore seen trying to push open a pull door for 30 consecutive minutes. <laughs> hey, let's hear Lindy Ruff spit some goddamn bars. What happened in the game is a joke. It's a joke. We got a one-minute power play out of that. That's a joke. It's a joke. Your goalie comes back from a concussion. Joke. That's a joke. I want him suspended. I want him fined. Joke. I've seen enough of him that it's a joke. You don't deserve to be in the game. That is a joke. 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 That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. That's a joke. That's the definition of a joke right there.